All right, y'all, we about to start. I hope you got your heart, mind, and your soul right. It's time for us to, <laughs> it's time to dig deep, y'all. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, everything I do, I do it in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, that's why I'm a street disciple. But God get the glory, he get the glory, the honor and the praise, God get the glory. When I think about all that he's done for me, I can't help but give him all of the glory. Wanna welcome everybody into the fellowship. I'm your co-host, yep, resident evangelist, evangelist, Andy, A-N-D-I-E. I evangelize and I edify the kingdom, preaching relationship and teaching sound doctrine. Time to dig deep, better get this hypostatic man. He 100% God and 100% man. And all die getting better, getting understanding. Hold up, wait a minute, check your exegesis. When I think about him, yep, please believe me. I've been through too much and I've missed my time in. Please believe me, trust me when I say... <laughs> Come on, y'all. Let's get ready. Hey, everybody. It's Evangelist Andy here. I want to welcome each and every one of you to the Fellowship of Disciples. On today's episode, we are going to talk about the breastplate of righteousness and having your loins girded up in truth. Why truth? Why righteousness? What's going on here? What is Paul talking about? Well, we are going to dig deep and we are going to rightfully divide this word of truth. We are going to get down to it. What is the function of the belt that we must be girded up about? What is the function of the breastplate? Why is it essential? Why is it part of the full armor of God? And you know what? We're going to run some drills too. So I hope you got your heart, your mind, and your soul right. It's time to dig deep. Come on, let's get into it. It's time for me to sound the alarm. I am your drill sergeant, Evangelist Andy. We are in the middle of a spiritual warfare right now. I need reinforcements with the full armor of God. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. I got my helmet, breastplate, and my sword. I keep the truth girded up in my loins and my feet shy in the prep of the gospel of peace. Don't forget about my shield of faith. I pledge to speak boldly in Jesus' name. Ready and willing while I watch and pray. Perseverance and supplication for all the saints. You know you gotta stay watching, gotta stay praying. Cause the enemy watching and he can't play it. But I got my helmet and my breastplate and my sword. And I know that I'm a win because I'm fighting for the Lord. <laughs> So I laugh, cause the joy of the Lord, uh, it is my strength, and through him I do it all. So what can I say of these things? But if God be for us, then who can be against me? I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. I got my helmet, breastplate, and my sword. I keep the truth girded up in my loins and my feet shy with the prep of the gospel of peace. Don't forget about my shield of faith. I pledge to speak boldly in Jesus' name. Ready and willing while I watch and pray. Perseverance and supplication for all 
all the same Hey, I'm a soldier And I'm fighting and I'm fighting for the Lord Can you say it? Hey, if you a soldier Say I'm fighting and I'm fighting and I'm fighting for the Lord Put your full armor on Let's start with the helmet of salvation Let's go to the breastplate of righteousness And then let's go down to your loins that's girded up in truth And your feet shy with the preparation of peace Bless up, we'll put the shield up Speak bold Have no fear cause that's so It's a new day, a new norm What you gonna do? You gotta reform See, if you put your trust, trust in the Lord He will transform you Trust my word Don't trust mine But trust his Because it's a two-edged sword And it kills your enemies Hey Where the soldiers at? Look, season two is all about weapons training I don't know what else to tell y'all But I need you to shine up your armor I need you to get this arsenal out There are so many weapons that we all have That we don't use And now it's time for us to use them And not only use them But let's multiply them Let's double them up Let's do a combo Like I you get <laughs> Man I love y'all Why don't y'all tune in to season 2 it's gonna be fire. Weapons training. Let's go, disciples. All right, soldiers, let's get into it. Let's look at Ephesians 6 and 14. And the living word of God says Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Now, Paul. I like him. <laughs> I like him because, as we know, Paul, in the beginning of his introduction in the New Testament, he was not exactly a fan of Jesus. In fact, he uh, wanted to persecute the church, and he sought letters to the king so that he would have all power and authority to crucify any Christian. But here's what I like. On his way to the king, he had an encounter with the king. He had an encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus where he was blinded um, and he fasted for three days. God sent uh, another messenger to meet him at the tavern and he laid hands on him and he healed his eyes. And once he was able to see, Paul's name uh, was changed to Paul because originally when he persecuted, he was Saul. But once he became saved, he became Paul. And so he joined the disciples, and at first they didn't trust him, but then they realized he had actually been converted. And then they trusted him, and he went on uh, many different missions um, for the edification and the enhancement of the kingdom. And what, he, what God did was he used Paul's... Um, his gift and his writing to one king and he used it for his kingdom and Paul actually wrote more than half of the New Testament so then let us he ended up writing that would help the kingdom instead of crucifying us and we praise God for conversion and deliverance and with that Paul in the 14th verse the first thing he says is to stand now here 
He doesn't give us an armor, but he gives us a stance. He tells us basically to get in formation. Now this word stand, if you look at chapter 6, repeatedly Paul says stand and therefore stand. Having done all to stand, no matter what we're going through, we must stand. This Greek word is histemi. Even in the word, it says stay. No matter what situation, circumstance, or anything that we have, um, it is defined as abide, meaning to live, meaning to be in covenant with. He says to hold up, be present, appoint, or to establish. You must be willing to stand for God when everyone else is falling. As a good soldier, you must always be in formation. Let me run the drill for you. Many times we don't show up for the appointments of God because we feel like it's not our time. You must trust God's timing of when you elevate. You must trust God's timing of when he opens that door. But just know that once he does open it, no man can ever close it. All that Paul is saying is the first thing we need to do is just be willing to take a stand. Come on, soldiers. Who's willing to take a stand for God? Who's willing to stand upright, to stand by, to stand forth, to stand still, or to stand up? It says the word histami means to appoint, establish, bring, and continue. When you want to quit, you better continue. When you want to drop out, you better continue. When they tell you to quit, when they say it ain't no point in you praying anymore, it ain't no point in you worshiping God anymore. Look at the virus. It's all over here. What is the point? You must take a stand. You must stand in the name of Jesus. You must stand. By the power of the Holy Ghost, you must stand in the name of God. Do you hear me, elite soldiers? No matter what happens, you must stand. If you fall, you better pick yourself back up and stand. If you see your soldier falling by you, you run to them. You aid them. You bear the burdens of your brothers and sisters, and you take a stand together. Oh, my God. Who is willing to stand? I just wanted to point that out. Because above all things, he says, stand. I am a soldier in the army of the Lord. We are soldiers in the army of the Lord. And the Lord will fight the battle. So all we really have to do is just stand. And so after he says, stand, therefore, then he points out, having your loins girt about with truth. Your loins is the center of your body. Your loins is the middle part. It houses your reproductive system. It's very important. It's very key that uh, I look at this and Paul says, have your center gird about with truth. Here in the Greek, loins means osphus. And that's your reproductive, recreative power. Everything that we do, it must produce truth. Listen, God, he is creator. God the Father, he created things. He created us. And since we are his produce, his uh, product of his creativity, our assignment is then to produce Jesus. Well, God told us to be fruitful and multiply. That was his original intent for us, to be fruitful, to multiply, and have dominion over this world. So in order for us 
to walk in our purpose and to look like our father, we must have the center of our being be about truth. It's the belt. We need to tighten up on the truth. We need to stop living lies. We need to stop telling lies. We need to stop accepting lies. We need to be girded about in truth. It's time to tighten up, soldier. You got to pull this belt a little bit tighter. The things that we accepted in the past, the half-truths we accepted in the past, we will no longer accept them anymore. You must take a stand and be centered in truth. The Greek word for truth is aletheia, okay? And God is truth. He is the truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So the very core of you, your center, it holds you up. So we must be upright and held up by the truth. Um, we want to have the reputation that uh, if there's a misunderstanding in a situation and and someone hears that uh, you, the, the elite soldier, the elite disciple was there, that they could call upon you to testify. And you would swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help us, God. We must be able to be centered in the truth. Everything that we produce must be truth. We must birth the truth in this world. Whatever your truth may be. Now, I'm not saying the truth of the world. I'm saying the truth of the word. That we are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. We have been called out of darkness and into the marvelous light. So when the enemy tries to tell you something, when that fiery dart of a lie comes to you, that you're not strong enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not whatever, the truth at the core of you should activate in you. There should be something on the inside of you that stirs up, you know, the stirring of the truth. Uh, what do we know about truth? Truth is very important. Uh, God, as the creator, he created things in truth. He spoke truth. He said, let there be light, and it was. That was the truth. Uh, he separated dark from light. That was the truth. And the darkness became the night. And the light became the day. That is the truth. It is a biblical truth that God is the truth. God is love. And so as his children, we must also have the characteristics and the personality of God. And truth is very, very important. John tells us, they that worship the Father must worship him in spirit and in truth. You have to... Um, be the opposite of the Pinocchio syndrome. You know, the world doesn't like the truth. They would rather accept the lie. Remember Pinocchio, every time that he told the lie that his nose would grow? Um, how many of us looking like Pinocchio to God? He, t he asks us something in truth. He asks us to live in truth. We declare that we are living truth, but God knows that that is a lie. That there are certain things that we don't quite do all the way truthfully. Um, for example, people uh, during this time had unemployment and there was a bonus for being unemployed. Many people uh, submitted documents that were a lie and they collected funds that weren't rightfully theirs and now they are getting caught up you don't want to get caught up in a lie we only want to live the truth um the truth it's so powerful that's why it must be the center of us 
the truth is so strong. That's why it must be the core of you. Uh, we know, John tells us again in the 8th chapter and 32nd verse, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The enemy wants you to accept the lie. He wants you to keep thinking that you're weak. He wants you to keep thinking that you're not smart enough. He wants you to keep thinking that you don't have a purpose. He wants you to keep thinking that nobody loves you. But that is a lie. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Um... The joy of the Lord is your strength. When that lie comes and hits you, something on the inside, your instinct, the Holy Spirit within you, the arsenal should get to rumbling. The arsenal should be like, open me up. Something on the inside, the truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And that's why the truth shall make you free. First of all, you got to know what is true. You got to stand on this truth. Stand on God's word and his promise. It's the very thing that holds us together. It's the very thing that keeps us supported. It's the very thing that is the essence and core of our life. Amen. We thank God for his truth. We thank God because he allows us to have truth within us. And every day, we, if we tighten up, we can be made free. If we tighten up, we can be made free. And he who the Son sets free is free indeed. And freedom is just liberty. And we know where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Oh my goodness, I am so excited about this armor. Listen, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to drink me a, a sip or two of water. I want you to marinate in this, that the very core of you must be true. You must look for the truth. You must seek the truth. You must um, find rest and abide in the truth. You must stand up for the truth. You must hear the truth. You must think the truth. Think on these things. Whatsoever is true. Instead of the negativity, think on what is true and feed your body some truth. Feed yourself some truth now. And then once you uh, digest the truth, the truth has no choice but to come up out of you. Um, I hope that you stay tuned. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about this breastplate of righteousness. Let's dig deeper. Okay. So we have our loins girded in truth, all right? Don't allow the enemy to abort the things that God is producing out of you that are truth. Uh, birth those things, whatever, whatever it be, a clothing line, books, shoe line, online boutique, whatever God told you to do, just do it. Trust God and push, <laughs> okay? So now here we are. We are at the breastplate of righteousness. Now let's look at the breastplate, the, the armor that is meant to cover your chest. What is the purpose of it? Uh, most people, when you think of the breastplate, you only think about the front of it. But your chest, it must protect the back of you as well. Uh, Paul describes it as full armor. God wouldn't just want you to be prepared from 
attacks face to face, but he wants you to be prepared for attacks all around you, which includes your back, the stabbing in the back, the cuts in the back. You need to protect your front of your chest as well as the back. And so the full armor, the breastplate, uh, the Greek word is thorax, and it describes the chest. But when it goes into detail of what this breastplate is, it actually is more designed like a corset. <laughs> so you know, ladies, corsets that you put on, it's tight, it has strings, you must tighten it up to protect everything in your center. Now let's look at what the breastplate protects in the front. It's going to protect as well as the back because it's, it, you can get it through and through. <laughs> it's your heart, your lungs, your esophagus, your digestive system, your reproductive uh, system as well because it's linked up with your core. Uh, there are all of your vital organs, everything that's vital to your life is in your chest. It's in the center, the middle part of your body. And so therefore the breastplate must be protected and shined up and put on properly at all times. You got to tighten that thing up. Um, you must protect your heart at all times because you know matters of the heart, issues of the heart, words of the heart can sometimes if they are great matters to you can stop the very function of your being. You have a broken heart and, and you can't get out of bed. You have a broken heart and you can't sleep. You know, so we must guard our heart. The Bible tells us not to give our pearls to swine. Listen, we are pearls to God. He doesn't want us going with the swine of the enemy because they won't appreciate the pearl. They won't love the pearl properly. Uh, if you give a pearl to a pig, he's just going to step on it or try to consume it and eat it up. It's not valuable to him. But your vital organs, everything in the center of you, must be treated as a pearl. You can't give your heart to everybody. You can't allow everyone to breathe into you or breathe on you, as we know, during this season. So we must protect it. When I was looking up the breastplate, I realized that there were seven different types of breastplates mentioned in the Bible. Did you know that? I didn't know that before. <laughs> so let me share with you some of the breastplates that are listed in the Bible. In 1 Thessalonians 5 and 8, uh, there are two breastplates described. There's the breastplate of love and the breastplate of faith. Now, and, and love is very important. Remember, that's the issue of the heart, love comes from the heart that's what we believe that's what we say on valentine's day kids always draw hearts to symbolize love and then faith listen we know that faith we use it as a shield but here uh in first thessalonians 5 and 8 it's describing a breastplate of faith so not a, your faith is a transforming <laughs> It's a transforming defensive weapon. So we're going to get into that when we get to the shield of faith. But it's also listed as a, a breastplate of faith. Then in Revelations, oh my, you know, Revelations is the book of the Bible that most people try to avoid. I know when I was younger, I didn't want to read Revelations because that's the end, you know. And I didn't want to know about the end. But then as I grew up, People are always talking about the end of days, the end of days. And I thought to myself, I'm going to need 
to know something about this book of Revelation so that I can be able to see the signs, to hear the alarm, and to be um, more prepared. In Revelations 9 and 9, uh, John describes a breastplate of iron that he saw many of the spiritual uh, warring angels wearing. Um, they had also, and he goes on in 9 and 17, to say there was a breastplate of fire, a breastplate of jacinth, and a breastplate of brimstone. Now, we done heard brimstone before, you know, the skies rain down fire and brimstone. So there's a breastplate of brimstone. And he describes who was wearing it. Who was wearing it? Were they good or were they bad? See, I would give you the answers, but I want you to search the scriptures for yourself. It's Revelations 9. It's very um, descriptive. He has very descriptive language of what he sees. And I thank God that Paul did um, write down everything that he saw, that he left no detail um, unknown to us. He wrote it like he saw it. And so we must... Um, understand that there are six other breastplates that um, the Bible mentions, but here in the armor, we must have a breastplate of righteousness. Now, 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 righteousness. That's a deep word in the kingdom of God, righteousness, because uh, righteousness is what we seek after. It is our motivating power. It is what uh, inspires us to uh, get closer to God. We we seek His righteousness, and here in Ephesians six, Paul describes the breastplate that we, as soldiers in the army of God and the army of the Lord, must wear. It's a breastplate of righteousness. The Greek word for righteousness is the kaisune. Okay, Dekei Sune. So we must have the breastplate of Dekei Sune. And that means justification. Everything that is core to you, everything that keeps you uh, motivated, it must be covered in the justification of God. Because this righteousness that he's describing, it's not our righteousness. Because our righteousness, as we know, because we are human, because we are flesh is flawed our own righteousness so we must seek after god's righteousness we must seek after the righteousness of jesus of the holy spirit uh, let's look at matthew 5 because it has a few verses in here thank god for the disciple matthew uh, formerly known as levi <laughs> the tax collector you know don't nobody like the irs but we thank God for his conversion <laughs> and that he was able to be on the Lord's side. And so in Matthew 5, um, that is the part of scripture that we describe as the Beatitudes, you know, where God says be or blessed, blessed, blessed. But there's also another thing that that Jesus mentions, and that's the woes. Most people don't like to look at the woes. We just want the blessings, but you got to look at the woes as well, because he says, woe unto you, and you might need to, we might, let me make a note. I'm going to go through the woes, the blessings and the woes. So y'all stay tuned for that one. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
for that one so people can get some information. <laughs> okay, so in Matthew 5 and the 6th verse, uh, Jesus is speaking to the disciples. This is still part of the Sermon on the Mount, the greatest sermon, or we should say the longest sermon that Jesus ever preached. Okay, he was in a straight up revival and he was just unloading on the disciples and all those who were there to follow and to hear and many people just to see. Um, so he says in the sixth verse, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Listen, we have to want to be justified. We, want, we have to want to be uh, upstanding in the sight of God. Because there will come a day where we have to give an account for every word, thought, and deed. And God wants to know at your core, at your center, at the vital parts of your life, which is every day, did you seek after his righteousness? Um, most people, as we're transforming and being transformed um, and starting to walk into the will of God, we find it a little hard for these cold turkeys. Now, there are many of us that can cold turkey, and I encourage each of you that can to do it. But others, you have to be weaned off. That's what the rehab centers are for. You go and get into a 30-day program, and they slowly wean you off of your thirst for the substance that is killing you or, or is bad to your health. And so here God says, blessed are those who do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. If we continue to seek God's righteousness, God's justification, we shall be filled. He shall justify us. He'll justify us for our actions, our words, our thoughts, and our deed. He'll motivate us. We'll speak in justification. We'll be justified by the truth that is in the core of our, our loins. We'll produce the truth, and therefore we shall be justified. Verse number 10 in the same chapter of Matthew 5 Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, he tells you there's a reward of, of the shining of the breastplate of righteousness in verse 6. And then he tells us, hold on, there's going to come a tax. So now it goes from um, a showpiece armor to a defensive armor. He says we're going to be persecuted because we seek his righteousness. I have a niece and she said, told her mother that she wanted to be an evangelist just like me. And I said, well, hold on, little daughter. I just need you to know that too much is given, much is required. There, You may see all the good things of me being an evangelist, but, but daughter... There are some hard times that only other evangelists will understand or other people who have been called to a certain title of leadership will understand. And she told me, I don't care. I want it all. <laughs> I, I love the children because they have that faith and belief in, in the truth. And so we must guard ourselves. There is going to come persecution for seeking righteousness, persecution for not being 
of the world. Uh, Jesus tells us in John 15, if ye were of the world, the world would love its own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have called you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. You have to be a, expect the criticism, expect the ridicule, expect the isolation and broken friendships, expect the knives in the back, expect all kinds of, of attacks from the enemy because you're seeking to be more like God and not like the world. And, and so be encouraged though, disciples. That's why these drills are important. Um, here in verse 20 of Matthew 5, he says, For I say unto you, that except your, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of into the kingdom of heaven and what jesus is saying he's saying that you must go above and beyond don't just be like the pharisees and um, the sadducees who were willing to be christian or to be believers when people were looking god is looking at all times you have to be willing to stand to be girded in truth to have your helmet of salvation the breastplate of righteousness all of these things even when people don't give you credit for it even when people don't see what you have done in the name of jesus a lot of people bless the homeless and they don't go live a lot of people uh give shelter and encouraging words and they don't post about it and that is great because god is keeping track god keeps the record and so we must always seek him and his righteousness regardless regardless of the cost because god will protect us this armor is going to protect us and we're fighting in the name of the lord here's another benefit of this righteousness verse uh it's matthew 6 and 33 this is the last point and then we're going to end. We're going to, I'll do a couple drills and then we'll go. Verse is chapter 6 of Matthew, verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. What are these things that shall be added? Jesus lists all of the things that will be added, the blessings, the signs, the wonder, the being able to be provided for, the provision, uh, the vision everything the grace the mercy there's so much to be added unto us if we would just seek god and his righteousness uh god is a, a rewarder of them who diligently seek him you have to be willing to seek him that's why your helmet was important to keep your vision straight uh, you want to play hide and go seek with god just keep seeking him you'll keep finding him but keep seeking him you want to seek them in your finances, seek them in your um, employment, seek them in your relationships, seek in him, seek him in your mind, just so you can have peace of mind, peace that surpasses all understanding. Uh, you know, the helmet also deals with health. If you have health issues, you need to be seeking all the scriptures that are about health. So righteousness, protect your heart, protect everything that is vital to you, whether it be um your family, your friends, or even your possessions. God is sheltering us. He can protect everything that we possess and add on to it. But we must be good stewards of what we already have. We must be standing guard. We must be ready. We must get ready and stay ready and be prepared to fight. Let's run a couple of drills and then I'm done. Issues of the heart. 
many people uh, try to attack your heart, your character, the core of who you are, your integrity. Uh, the enemy knows that, and so he'll use people who are near and dear to you to get to your heart. You won't care what a stranger says about you, but if your family member says something about you, ooh, it's like a dagger to your heart. So it is your your appointed time, your assignment, at that time when you get that shot fired, that fiery dart that comes to you, if you're not going to hold up your shield of faith, you must at least shine up your breastplate of righteousness. You must know who has, who holds your heart. You declare what God says, that he will protect you, that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, even if that very weapon is your family or your friends. You must first identify who's really speaking because just like God can use people as his vessels to bring a word of encouragement, the enemy can send somebody to be a vessel to send a word of death, a word to kill your dreams, your self-esteem, your everything. But you cannot allow him to do it, soldier. You must stand, stand strong, stand bold, get suited up, stay ready. In the name of Jesus, I hope that you were encouraged uh, by the word on today. If there was anything that you have additional questions, you can send me a voice message. If you would like to bless the ministry, you can also click the button that says support. If you would like to bless me via through Cash App, you can totally do that. It's dollar sign M-I-N-A-N-D-I-E to bless the ministry. God is doing so much and he's given me such a big vision and I realize and recognize that I cannot do it alone. And it is my prayer that anyone that blesses this ministry, that God will bless you one million fold. That's right, one million fold. That he will give you that exceedingly, abundantly, above all blessing that you ask or ever think. And so I thank you all. If you would like to give your fellow make your profession of faith you can totally do that you can leave me a voice message and say i am a disciple i will reach back out to you you can look for me on facebook my name is andrea thomas or you can check for uh the private group chat on facebook for the podcast it's entitled street disciples and it has the same graphic as the image that you see Above all things, disciples, it is my prayer that you are encouraged and that you are strengthened and you are edified in the name of Jesus. And so I love you all with the love of the Lord. And no matter what happens, I want you to stay encouraged. So go forth, be great in God, and walk in your purpose. Have a great day, everybody.